everyone. It's good to have you join us again. We are literally so excited to be having this series ongoing on the Academic Bloom podcast. So like you all know, for the past few weeks, we've been interviewing students that have been affected by ASU Strike to just typically share their experience with us. So today we have an amazing person joining us on board, someone I genuinely love, and I'm really so excited to have her share experience with the ongoing ASU Strike Welcome to Lua Lokwe. It's a huge honor and a pleasure to have you join us today. Well, the honor is mine, actually. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful. Thank you so much for having me, ma'am. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So let's meet you. What's your name? What school do you attend? You know, just tell us anything interesting about you that you'd want us to know. Okay. So I actually saw this question coming and I've been thinking about it. Who am I? What do I do? Um, okay, so my name is Tolo Alokwe Korege. I school at Obafemi Aulawo University. I'm a student of the Department of English and Literature. I'm in 300 level. Um, what else? Okay, I'm the first of I'm the first of three children. Oh. Uh, I stay in Lagos. I reside in Lagos, and amongst many other things. The core of my being is that I'm a child of God, and that's mm-hmm. where every other identity that I might have, that's where I draw it from. So on some days I am a writer, and some other days I'm just there living my life. So yeah, that's it. Wow, that's amazing! It's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you, to do a look there. Thank okay, you, ma'am. So- you're welcome. Let's jump to our major discussion of today. So um, I'm sure you're familiar with ASU Strike. I mean, you're definitely affected mm-hmm. by ASU Strike since you mm-hmm. attend Bafemi Aulo University, which is one of the schools that is owned by the federal government. So what was your first reaction to ASU Strike? Like, how did you feel? Like, were you excited? Were you sad? You know, the strike started at the beginning of the year, which means that everybody was still fresh with their goals, really pumped up to like do so many amazing things. So what was your first reaction to ask the strike? Okay, so a little background story. When my school resumed in January, we the school resumed freshers and whole. Now, the school was not on strike at the time, so, but my department was a, is a member of ASU. And the lecturers in my department were on strike, so they weren't coming to pass. But I really didn't see anything in it because I just felt like, oh, they will soon come out of their shell, considering the fact that the old school is not on strike. And this went on January, February. And when the old VC issues started happening, I felt like, okay, if you don't attend the way you might have heard about VC struggle, the tussle for power and everything. So I still didn't feel anything towards the strike. Even if it was just indifferent because I didn't like, I didn't care. I, I wasn't bothered. So when the school sent us home for a two weeks holiday, mid semester break in their world, <laughs> I felt like, right. okay. <laughs> I felt like, okay. I mean, we're not dumb, right? I put two and two together and I realized that <laughs> are these people joking with us? And by that time, the school sent us home. Um, every other student in other federal universities were already at home for us to strike. So I felt like, okay, two weeks. Two weeks, after, before the end of two weeks, the school extended the break to four weeks. 
I felt like, okay. At the time, you know, I was not bothered because I was like, these people, what is wrong with you? Just come out and tell us that you are on strike, oh, stay at home, sit in your daddy's house. So, four weeks, but before the end of four weeks, they lapsed. They now came out to say because all those federal universities were on strike, then they would actually also they are also going on strike. I don't even remember how they put it exactly. And that was when I, I realized that okay, these people have even been playing us all along. Of course, some other people knew that it was because of strike they sent us home. For me, I still had a little bit of hope that we were going to resume amidst the struggle and everything. Because even the fact that some departments in school in my school had already started receiving lectures before all the wahala started and then there was my whole de- my own department that was not doing anything so when i finally don't know that the fact we were here for a long time i just i was numb because i, I didn't know what to feel anger hatred nothing I just, I was just like, ah, what's the meaning of all this nonsense? And to think that my mates, I know they say we shouldn't compare ourselves, right? But to think that my mates in, in private universities were already preparing for their project defense. I mean, I, have, I know some people that are already done. They finish like last month, convocation is in July, August. And there is me that I've been in 300 level for the past how many months. And I'm still not sure if I'll not still be here by this time next year. But God forbid. So I just, I just, I just didn't know what to do with Nigeria again at that point, and I just gave up. I just mm-hmm. gave up. And anything that happens happens at this point because I really don't care again. So that was my initial reaction to the whole story about the strike. Wow! Wow! That's that's something. So I mean, you talked about you know how you started feeling numb. You were just basically tired of everything, seeing your friends in private universities graduate, preparing for their project defense, and all of those things. And those are not exactly good things. I mean, a good way to actually feel. So how did you? I mean, finally adapt to the old situation. It's close to how many months now? Close to six months. But look at you, you're still thriving. So how did you just, you know, finally adapt to everything? Okay, so I think for like one week after they announced the extra 12 weeks track issue. So I finally realized that, okay, these people are, they don't have any plans for us, right? And the scenario of 2020 lockdown where i was basically at home throughout i mean lockdown was very profitable for me but that scenario that scenario came to mind and it just like made me realize that okay i can't stay at home and this one is not even because i don't want my parents to be sending me on errands blah blah anybody that knows me knows that i'm 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 an inside i'm an insider I am an own body, like I don't go anywhere. So I realized that, okay, I need to be productive. Now, my initial reaction was just to stay at home, read books, because I had quite a number of books I was supposed to read. And um, I just started thinking about it, that if I read books, I'll still be inside, and I'll not be deceiving myself, because these books are on my phone. and. I don't read on my phone because I'll be distracted. So I thought of what I could do 
then involve my parents. But even before they finally agreed, you know, they were, my, my dad was of the opinion that, hey, sit down at home, I'm not complaining. Um, I'm not saying you should go and look for money. It's not the money I want to use to, to take care of you. Can you call? I was like, no. It became a back and forth. And that was at the time that the whole Queensland school saga happened. So it was like, eh, you cannot go anywhere. You have to stay at home. Um, this one, that one, people would be doing this and that. Um, kidnappers are out. It just said a lot of things. So I, I, I think like for the first two weeks, I, I didn't know what to do with my time. I didn't know what to do with my life. So I, and on academic bloomers, you know, Mama Moe was always telling us that um, we should read our books, that she knows it's hard for us to read. And me, I just need to roll my eyes at the messages sometimes. I'm, I'm confessing, I'm sorry. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's not easy. Bro, it's not going to be easy. Hey, hold your I don't read these books at home. I cannot read. I can't read it. Because my, me, I'm of the opinion, if I'm in school, let me play school books. If I'm at home, let me enjoy my holiday. So, I was like, ah. I used to take the confessions because I know that I I know what confessions I've done in my life, so I knew not to take them lightly. But I knew that confessions without works is not there is really no point to it, right? So the first two weeks I thought of different things to do that would not cost you money because transportation was another fear because ah the closest where I stay in Lagos now is like the mainland version mainland version of Lagos. So, and the things I desired to do at the time were on the highland and transport fare was not, was not smiling if I calculated it at the end of the week. So I just felt like, let me sit down at home. I will not die. I stayed at, I sat in my house for nine months during 2020. I did not die. So let me sit down. 12 weeks will not kill me, right? But I knew better than to do that. So can you just tell us like, what were the exact things that you finally did? What were the things you did? Okay. So I mentioned earlier now that my dad was really not, my parents were not really in support at first. So I had a number of things I wanted to do. I wanted to learn photography. Then I wanted to learn, I wanted to intern with a company, actually a newspaper company specifically because I knew someone that was working with them daily sun newspaper so i felt like i could use that and just to enter considering the fact that i was studying english and i want to go into editing i want to basically become a, an editor right so i felt like okay i could do that because my lecturers are not teaching me that so i could put in the knowledge of what they are teaching me the little they are teaching me and what i've also learned on youtube into practical use. So I thought of those two photography because I've always desired to do that. And not because I want to make a career out of photography later on in life. So I my parents are not in support of that because they didn't want me to go and learn photography somewhere and we have to go for a shoot and we don't know what the person that we're going to shoot and Nigeria is very dangerous and all of that. So I was like do people want me to do with my life and my time? Like, these are the two things I'm interested in and you don't want me to do it. So uh, I was angry at them. Uh, so later on, my mommy now came one day and told me that there's this colleague of ours 
not even the colleague, the wife of the colleague that does cardigan, um, she's a meter basically, but if she doesn't, it's not hand greetings that people would know, it's machine meeting. And she does monogramming, she also does sportswear and everything. I was like, okay, so let's, am I interested? I was like, okay, I'm interested. I didn't even know why I said okay. Like, I was just like, anything to take me out of this house. I'm okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I had no idea what I was going into. I even already said okay before I thought of oh, ha. I didn't even pray about this thing. This is what the Lord wants me to do at this point. Ah, when I now said okay, so I just I was like, God, I've already said okay to this thing. So please, even if it's not what you want me to do, please I'm begging. That's to be what you want me to do. You have to allow it. So I just said that and so when my mom came back the following week, she said, Ash, I spoke with the person, the person said I can come. I said, okay, 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 no problem, no problem. So far I'll be leaving this house every day. I'm okay. So my first of resuming with the person, you know, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. But don't let me get ahead of myself. So yeah. Um should I say I'm learning because now it's been two months and I can't even say I'm learning again because I'm not, I'm not trying to be proud of but I've already become a pro at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm even not joking because right from the first day, the, the person was so surprised that because she felt like, oh, when other people that she has taught this thing, they, one week they learn one part, another week they move to the next stage. But me, that same day, I already learned like, Five different things at the same time without making any mistake, mm-hmm. and I just knew that okay, if this was not what God wanted me to do, then I would have been struggling with it right from the first day. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing currently, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. It's, it's wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. So I also want to ask that what what's a typical day like in your life since the striker started? I mean, you're at home now, you're in school, which means you're not going for lectures. So what's the typical day you like? Okay. So I, I think I have two typical days. <laughs> before the stress, okay, before I start telling you what I was learning, after the morning devotion, the family, ha, running errands here and there, I'll just read my book on my phone and just sleep. Me that I don't to sleep during the day, ha. I'm getting him be sleeping anyhow during the day. I'll sleep anytime I <laughs> So then evening would cook. We'll cook again. <laughs> Even though I hate cooking, God, I detest it. So cook again, then just just with my parents and my siblings. We'll just talk, 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 talk about how our day went and everything everybody was up to during the day and we just go and sleep. So, but lately, it has been because I leave home with my mom every morning by 6.30, thereabout. So, I don't return home until after 5 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. That's considering Lagos traffic also. So, 5 p.m. So when I get back home, I'm tired. I just want to sleep. So, when, when I come back home, I just tell my dad what I was up to during the day at where I went to because my mom would have seen what I did. So, just tell my dad that then uh we would eat and sleep but every morning when i wake up i strive god i make sure that i read my bible and communicate with god 
because I, I've seen a pattern in my life that if I don't actively pray in the morning before I step out, and this one is never a matter of keeping in tune with the spirit of God like during the day, right? But if I don't actively pray and literally like commit the day to God's hands, it's always full of one mistake, error, here and there, and I just want to avoid all the necessary adhering. So I actively pray, and I even pray for what I'm going to learn that I have a quick understanding of it, and I've seen it play out in my life very recently. So if that counts for a typical day, that's that's it for me. Wow, wow, that's so amazing. All right, so what's been your greatest motivation so far? I'm sure that, I mean, even though now you already have something that you're doing, that you basically feel like it's something that God wants you to be doing at this season mm-hmm. of your life, there are still things you just feel like, God, why does it feel like my life is dog? Why does it mm-hmm. feel like every other person is progressing? I mean, you talked about your friends that about yeah. to their project and uh, people are about to convocate. I'm sure there are still days you still have those funny feelings. So, what has been yes. your greatest motivation so far? Okay, so on greatest motivation, I think um, I've thought about it and I realized that I really can't run ahead of God's time. And if that's cliche, then all the best to whoever thinks that people. I have a better understanding of that phrase now that I can't run ahead of God's timing. Because, and on the lighter note, when I even think about it, my age, and so I, I was thinking about it when I'm like, so if I'm in 400 level, at this my age. So next year I'll graduate, go for service, and people will start expecting me to work. At this my small age, I was like, hey, I don't think I'm ready. So, that, <laughs> I was like, hey, how would I mind? I want to start. I want to start working at this age because, I mean, if this rent has planned, I'm supposed to be in 400 level now, and I'm not even in my 20s yet, so you can wow. imagine. And I'm like, hey, ha, no, 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 please, I'm not ready for that life yet. Let me just continue to be enjoying. Because <laughs> if I start working, everybody will just put unnecessary responsibility on my head that I'm not supposed to be there. So please, leave me alone. I'm still a student. But... <laughs> But that aside, my greatest motivation was the first day I started learning that work. And when I got there and I started doing it, there was something God said to me. He said that you you can do anything you put your mind to. He said you can do anything you put your mind to. Because when I looked at the results that I got after that first day, I was like, I can't even imagine that I could do this. First day and... I was able to meet these things because I've always hated meeting. I've always like to carry that needle and the thread up and down. Like, don't you people have manners? Why are you carrying this thing on the road? So they made me hate it. But learning that that first day made me realize that, okay, I really can do anything I put my mind to. And after I listened to a sermon by Pastor Emmanuel Irene, the lead pastor of Celebration Church, he said something in that sermon. He said that, is so secure in himself that if you are doing something great in your whole life, that is so happy for you because it's not his life now. So why would, mm-hmm. he, be, why would he be getting overly worked up? Because he knows that he can't even do what you are doing or he can't even go through the things you went through to get to where you are. So after he said that, it just felt like a light bulb moment went off in my head. And I just was like, wow, okay. That's true. 
I looked at it like I can't if my friends talk about things they've gone, I can't deal with it because I'm very fragile at heart. Any small problem like this, I've 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 zoned out. So that just made me have this this confidence that okay, you are living your life, I'm living my life. All of us will be fine at the end of the day. And so anytime I just remember the phrase that he said that I'm so secure in myself and in God. And every time I, I also say to myself, it just gives me this peace that the Bible talks about. And yeah, that's it. Wow. Amazing. Wow. So what's your present view concerning us right now? Are you still indifferent? Do you want to strike to end? So what do you think? Okay, now to be honest, I will not like I I really don't want this. I want them to go through with their twelve weeks um what's it called? The the twelve weeks ultimatum they gave the government. Me, I don't I don't want to resume now or they should please because I need to even actively prepare my brain to enter the student mode. But because now what I'm learning as like is what is taking priority aside from God, right? So I just want to get through with it. And when I'm done with that, I can now re- I can now realign my focus and say, okay, now let's face it. But I'm indifferent. I'm saying different about this fact. Like, if they call us, we fine. If they don't, all the best to them. <laughs> it's their business. <laughs> it's actually their business at this point. They're the ones that know. Me, I don't care again. So far, I have something that I'm doing that I enjoy doing, not because I'm I'm being forced to do it. All the best because if we, if we even really look at it, I just hope my daddy and mommy don't listen to this podcast. If we even really look at it, even like I like school like that, like that, I really don't like school. So let me just make sure that I like G right now and just move on from there. So I'm just indifferent and hopefully we pray the affliction of strike will not rise a second or a third or even fifth time because it's time. It is what it mm-hmm. is. Wow. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tolua Lokwe. It was an amazing time having you join us today. We are so, so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us on this exciting series. It was really amazing hearing Nigerian students share their experience with the old ASU strike. And you know what? I was really excited to see that people are still maintaining a positive attitude despite all that has been going on and i really hope you've been able to learn one or two things from the amazing experiences that these people shared so take care of yourself and till we meet again bye